morning, tonight you may be seated. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 12 tonight. And this is one of those messages you wish all the young people will be, would be here for. And to hopefully, parents, you make them listen to the message. Because this is a very important subject. Uh, marriage, but tonight we're going to be preaching about the selection of a wife and the selection of a husband. Don't you think that would be an important subject, amen? Especially for all those that are here that need a spouse. God uh, has guidelines and principles in his word, especially in the book of Wisdom. A lot about marriage. And this is only part one, so we'll get part two next week. <clears throat> of course, we're going to be going through many different verses. I could have chosen many for the first verse, but... The Bible says in chapter 12, verse 4, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. But she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. Let's pray. Father, we just pray tonight that you would give us wisdom concerning marriage, the selection of a spouse, especially for young people, and uh, all of us, Lord, as we give counsel to other people that need to get married, that want to get married. Father, help us to turn to your word and find the truth. And know what you want in a, in a husband and wife. And Father, we thank you for those of us who are married and for the spouses that you provided in our lives and the blessings that they are to us. Father, as they live a, a godly life and as they seek to honor you. So Father, we thank you for that blessing. And uh, Lord, we just pray for our young people that Father, we know apart from salvation, this is the second most important decision of their lives. So, Father, help uh, all of us to have wisdom in this area. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so, we've just uh, been looking in Proverbs. As you know, Proverbs, a book of wisdom. And it's a book from God, the wisdom of God, to guide us in every realm of life. Amen. It's not just, I mean, it touches, I, again, remember, everything that I'm preaching on Sunday nights would, will not cover, it's impossible to cover everything in this book, the book of wisdom. But I think the way we've gone about it, we've covered a lot of subjects. And uh, it's a good way to study, you know, a topical way, looking up a theme like we're doing right now tonight. And so you do cover a lot of ground that way as you organize the scriptures. And so if you think of uh, the book of Proverbs, it touches on the family. That's a little bit about what we're learning tonight. Business or work, social life or spiritual relationships. 
We talked a little bit about friendship and things like that. And so this book gives us inspired counsel from God that enables us to walk in wisdom only if we will follow God's word. Amen. So let's examine uh, what this book has to say about marriage or entering into marriage, we could say. So number one, tonight we're going to talk about the selection of a wife. And then we're going to talk about the selection of a husband. And so there's a list here of different characteristics and so hopefully you'll take some notes. But as we get into this, as we look at this verse again, it says a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. Can't we agree tonight that this is a very important decision? Amen. Can we see the importance of making the right choice here? In fact, uh, much happiness in life depends upon making the right choice. Just as you see in this verse. And uh, think about making the right choice, the right decision in this area of marriage. It's going to enhance your life as a husband. It's going to be a blessing to you. But here it's talking about the wrong choice will destroy a man from the inside out. That's what the second part of this talks about. And it is folly to think that an, uh, a mistake in this area can easily be corrected. It cannot. And many think that divorce can be an easy solution. Like, you know, people enter in to marriage today with this option. Well, if it doesn't work out, we'll get a divorce. But biblically speaking, the Bible is very clear. Go to Malachi chapter 2. We could say that divorce is really not an option. Divorce is not an option with God. That's what the Bible teaches. We need to kind of shut the door on divorce in our minds and in our hearts. Malachi 2.16, for, for the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hateth putting away. That's divorce, by the way. He hateth it. For one covereth violence with his garment, saith the Lord of hosts, therefore take heed to your spirit that ye deal not treacherously you could read more about this in this book and then go to Matthew chapter 19 the New Testament obviously is the word the words of our Lord and these are great passages of scripture that we read during a wedding amen well maybe not these exact words but Jesus has a lot to say about marriage. It says in uh, verses 8 and 9 of Matthew 19, He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffer you to put away your wives. 
But from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committed adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. Then what did the disciples say in verse 10? Did they understand the words of Jesus? His disciples say to him, in the, if the case of a man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. I mean, they understood, didn't they? What they were saying is, wow, that's very straight and narrow. They were having a hard time. But they understood what he said. And so it's not only choosing a spouse as your, you know, your wife, but it also affects the children. You're choosing a mother for your children. They're always going to be the mother of your children. So that also has to be considered when you're getting married. And so we need wisdom in the choice of marriage. Amen. Now, let's look at some guidelines right in this book. Go to chapter uh, Proverbs, back in Proverbs, that is. Chapter 19, verse 14. If this is such an important decision, the first thing we need to do is seek God's help. Amen. Proverbs 19, 14. House, house and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. You see, success in this area may depend on more upon God than what we give credit to. It's not just you're free to go out and do what you want. You're free to go make a, a decision. No, you need God to guide you in this. You need God in this area of your life. Are we, you know, thinking the seriousness of this decision as we go back to the first point where we're talking about the importance of making the right choice, dare we go about this decision alone? Should we just make our own decision without God? Another important thing, do not put, is a word that's missing there, or place priority on outer beauty alone. You know, I think the world, with everything we see on TV and fashion and so on and so forth, you would think, that every wife should be a model, you know? And it's very, very sad what the world has placed in the minds of these young people, especially with pornography and everything flourishing over the internet. It's almost a curse because you got to have the right view, amen? You got to have the right vision, the right understanding of God's will. In Proverbs 31, as you know, the virtuous woman. But it's, there's a lot of teaching in here, by the way. Uh, that'll be next week. You say, well, what's the passage on a virtuous man? Well, I'm going to show you it's right in here. 
in the passage about the virtuous woman. Maybe you can find it before we get there. Verse 30. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. And so when you choose a wife, finding a good wife, don't place the priority so only on, I was going to say solamente, only on the outward appearance. As the saying is, beauty is skin deep. Beauty is temporary. And uh, it's a poor foundation to build a lifelong relationship on because we're all going to change. And so good marriages, good marriages are built on more of a foundation than just outward appearances. Amen. If it's just outward appearances, how long is the marriage going to last? Well, you may wake up the next day after the honeymoon, first honeymoon night and say, I didn't know you looked like that. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't say that. Just so you know. My wife said that about me probably. So let's look at some of the good characteristics that we need to look for. Number one, what is it saying? Proverbs 31, 30, the fear of the Lord. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. The first thing we need to know is, is this woman a godly woman? Does she seek the Lord? Does she fear God? Does she want to live for God? And as we know, as you just kind of go back, what we learned in the book of Proverbs, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So that means if she fears the Lord, she has wisdom. Isn't that what we need in a wife, in a relationship? And so that's, I would say that's the primary concern. More than beauty, more than outward appearance, fear of God. Amen. And then discretion is another one. Proverbs eleven twenty two. As a jewel of gold in a swine snout, so is a fair woman which is without discretion. You see, what is beauty without discretion? <laughs> it's worthless. That's what, what we're saying here. Uh, discretion is the ability to do the right thing at the right time. Amen. Doing the right thing at the right time. That's what a, a woman needs and, and a wife. Uh, beauty without discretion, you know. Beauty is worthless. And it can even be the object of ridicule. So uh, we need discretion. And then Proverbs 14.1. Put it down. 
wisdom. Somehow, I skipped one. I was putting these notes on these slides in the afternoon. It was probably when I was looking for my cup of coffee. Proverbs 14.1, every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. So we know that with wisdom, with this virtue, a woman can build a good home, a good family with wisdom. In fact, without this, what happens often is that the wife undermines her own husband. And really, when you undermine your husband, you're destroying your family. So we need the fear of the Lord. We need discretion. We need wisdom. And then we see this one, avoid a woman who is contentious or argumentative. Uh, we find some descriptions here. Proverbs 19, one of the verses we'll look at. I think there's several here. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. And so, you know, it's like that leak, you know. In the roof. Or, you know, just, it just bothers you all the time every time you look at it. Proverbs 27, or 21 9. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. What a picture. <laughs> a guy sitting up on the roof, you know, in the corner. Rather than in the house. What's he doing up there? Kind of silly looking, isn't it? <clears throat> and then Proverbs 27. Verses 15 and 16. <clears throat> as a roaring lion and a, rage, and a ranging bear. So is a wicked ruler over the poor people. The prince that wanteth understanding. I, I think I'm in, am I in the right chapter? No, I'm not. I'm in 28. Thank you. I was, I was going to say, how am I going to pull this out of here? A continual dropping in a, in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoso hideth her, hideth the wind and the ointment of his right hand, which Berayeth itself. So, what is it saying? You know, you take all these verses in consideration. It is better to be alone than to be married to the wrong person. It's better to be alone than to be married to the wrong person. But to be married to a godly woman is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Amen? Proverbs 18, verse 22. 
Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Amen. So we see how important it is to make this decision, make the right choice. Here are some guidelines from God's word, the fear of the Lord, discretion, wisdom, avoid a contentious wife, a woman, and marry a godly woman. This is a blessing from God. Obviously, more can be said on the subject. But now let's talk about the selection of a husband. So first I was preaching to Josh. Now I'm preaching to Elizabeth. Amen. You all join in. You all listen in. There are ways to learn about a man. So how do you learn about a man? I know this may sound silly. How does he treat animals? Go to Proverbs 12, 10. I know, just take this in context and in the list I'm going to give you, but a righteous man regardeth the life of his beast. But the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. I mean, you can learn about a man of how he treats animals, how he treats pets. That does say a lot about his character. Let's go down the list. Does he listen to advice? This tells you very clearly, are you dealing with a wise man or a foolish man? Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. So that's someone who doesn't want anyone to tell him what to do. They already know it all. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So you just have to observe. How does he receive teaching? Does he seek help? Does he seek counsel? What type of company does he keep? Proverbs 13, verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You see, if he's keeping the wrong company, you're going to be destroyed with him. So you look at the company's keeping. That tells you about his character. That tells you about where he's going to end up. That tells you where you're going to end up, too. Right alongside of him. <clears throat> Is he quick-tempered? Proverbs 14, 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. And so this, again, patience, being able to think through things, being able to overcome anger or deal with anger issues, sit down and try to work through these things, will show you, is this a person that has understanding? Or are they just going to fly off the handle every time something goes wrong and then nothing ever, no decisions are made in the right way? 
Another one. How does he make his money? How does he make his money? Proverbs 15, verse 27. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house. Greedy. But he that hateth gifts, gifts shall live. Obviously, we're going to be studying more about money. Uh, when we get marriage and then money is coming in the list. Amen. And there's a lot more to say about this. But as we know, uh, not only will he suffer the consequences of his actions when it comes to the area of finances, he's going to draw you into that. So how does he make his money? Does he feel like he always has to have an answer for everything? Proverbs 17, verse 27. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. You know, there's just sometimes it's better not to say anything, not to speak. You don't have to have an answer for everything. Maybe just think on it, pray on it. Maybe ask a question. Draw it out. The idea is it's going to be a calm spirit here, right? It's an excellent spirit, it says here. And does he have compassion on the poor? Proverbs 21, 13. Whoso stoppeth his ears of the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. You know, if we are compassionate and we help people. We have that heart for people. God hears our prayers. But if someone is like just, you know, treats people like dirt and trash and doesn't care about them, no compassion on others, his prayers will never be answered. These are really good characteristics to think about. But men, you should definitely avoid what types of men. Number one, a womanizer. A womanizer. Proverbs 6. Remember, we preached about immorality in two uh, parts. Message out of chapter 5. There's a lot to be said in here about the subject. But Proverbs 6, 27 229. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth into his neighbor's wife, whoso toucheth her, shall not be innocent. So is he that goeth into his neighbor's wife. <clears throat> so the issue being this he's going to destroy himself, he's also going to destroy your marriage. 
Now, the important thing to remember here, if he flaunts God's will before he is married, what assurance is there he will not flaunt God's will after he is married? That's so important. So you need to understand what kind of person are you marrying? Well, if they're immoral before marriage, what's going to happen? Marriage isn't going to fix that. So you have to be very careful in this area. I'm not talking about people who were lost and then they got saved and God taught them the right ways and they got their lives right. You know, maybe they, they did commit sin before they got saved. All that can be cleansed and forgiven, but what's their track record since they've been saved? Amen. Again, without saying, stay away from a quick-tempered man. Proverbs 22. I think that's a different passage. Yes. I think we dealt with some of this under anger. That would have been like A, one of the first messages we heard in the list. Proverbs 22, 24, verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So the Bible's very clear, and... Uh, the idea is this, and, and, and we need to understand uh, men are going to be on their best behavior before marriage. So you really have to see the true person, the true character. Because <clears throat> uh, what will an angry man be if you see that characteristic? What will an angry man be after marriage? If they're on their best behavior before marriage. So you have to stay away from a womanizer, a quick-tempered man, and a drinker or a drunkard. Proverbs 23, 29. Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath babbling, who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. And so, how many, how many good men were destroyed by alcohol? How many marriages are destroyed by alcohol? You see, men, after drinking, usually, and becoming drunk, usually become verbally and physically abusive. So beware. You marry someone who drinks, this is what will happen in your marriage. Again, as we look at these characteristics, it's better to be single and alone than to be married to the wrong person. When you look at this, God is telling us.
Now to wrap things up. Among the most important decisions we make in life will be these two. As we already mentioned, I kind of brought this out already. With whom shall I spend my life? So as you, as a Christian, young man, young lady, our teenagers, our young people, divorce and remarriage should not be an option for you. You shouldn't even think about, I'm going to get married, but if it doesn't work out, I'm going to get divorced. No, you have to... You have to refuse it. In fact, in the marriage vows that I pronounce and others, good pastors say, marriage is, or divorce is not an option. That's in the vow. Divorce is not an option. And so we're seeing here that uh, we need to uh, make, it's so important to make this decision with God's help, with God's wisdom, with God's blessing. Amen. And then, we, we already mentioned this, who should be the father and mother of my children? <laughs> you have to think about that. He's going to be the father. He's, she's going to be the mother. What kind of father and mother are they going to be? And so, this choice cannot be undone once the children are born. We do know that divorce is a very uh, long-lasting, it has a long-lasting effect on the children. You know, some children turn their back on God because of Christian parents getting a divorce. You know, it's, it's sad. We do know that divorce is rampant in the world, but it's also among Christians. So, <clears throat> we have to be very careful about marriage. And the conclusion would be this. Dare we make such decisions without consulting God's word? Listen, it's more than... Oh, I got feelings for the person. Or I feel like I'm in love. No, if it's God's will, it's not because you feel like you're in love. It's because they match up with God's word. Because they actually are fulfilling what you're seeing in God's word. That's the person you marry. And thank God when, you, when love is a more of a decision than it is a feeling, a biblical love. You can marry someone and learn to love them. Now, I'm not suggesting, you know, no love in marriage. But really, love biblically is you making the right actions and choices toward that person. That's love, not a feeling. That's romance. And, I, and I, again, how quick the romance could be gone. With, with all these wrong actions and with all this sin and destruction in your marriage. And if there's not true love, what's going to be the outcome? All 
Obviously, we are not exhausting all the Proverbs of what Proverbs has to say about selecting a spouse. We'll continue next week a little bit about marriage. I think I have the outline here. So we have tonight the selection of a wife, the selection of a husband. Next week is the virtuous wife. And then number two, the virtuous husband. That'll be part two of this message. I hope you could say, man, this is pretty practical. It is, is it not? I mean, if you really lay all these characteristics out, it's a guideline, it's a pattern, and you can make wise decisions. And it's worthy of having some careful study. That's why I would say, you know, if you have children that are not married, even teenage children, make them listen to this message or sit down and listen to it with them and then go back over it and discuss it. Make sure they understand this is the choice. This is how you find a husband. This is how you find a wife. This is from God. He's telling you how to have wisdom about this choice. And so, uh, hopefully, we will be on the other side one day and we could say, a virtuous wife, this is what God does. And a virtuous husband, this is what God produces. If you truly marry in the Lord and you truly follow God's plan, then we will turn into virtuous, well, not we, but you ladies will turn into a virtuous Woman and a husband, us men, will be in virtuous men. Amen? That's what we're talking about. And God will do that even through marriage. How he builds us up and makes us what he wants us to be. But let's make sure we make the right decision in marriage. Amen. Let's all stand.